Hey everyone, Dave McKeown here. I hope life is treating you good and the sun is shining wherever you are. We've got some sunshine here in the UK so everything feels better because it's normally raining. Hey, welcome to the, the episode today. It's our bite-sized episode of the Church Explain podcast and we're going to revisit a show we did a little while ago with Claire Pedrick. Now, Claire is a Master Certified Coach with the ICF, an amazing, amazing person and she's also written a book called Simplifying coaching and in this bite-sized episode we're going to revisit and look at this idea of can we use coaching as a discipleship model we hope you are inspired as you listen and on that note let me just say that we do love coaching and we think it's a powerful tool to really help leaders get unstuck and get to the next part of their journey so if you need a leadership coach get in contact with us we'll be able to help you and give you some coaching and get you to where you need to go to so i hope you enjoyed this little bite size and we're wishing you a great day and uh we, you know we've kind of wrote down here that like jesus asked around 135 questions um which kind of drip drops into this um this uh, you know uh, coaching sorry coaching model in terms of he's asking questions to get people to move forward in their life as you were talking about like taking risks and doing that mm. and um, would you see that as kind of like a role of a coach uh, you know that like asking those questions that draw people to uh, a greater life a more flourishing life there's so many things I want to respond to that uh, I think the thing about Jesus is that if you go through the conversations that Jesus had with other people through the Gospels, almost always he left responsibility with them to pick it up. So they have the conversation and then and then and then he goes, take up your bed and walk. Or he 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 leaves the responsibility at the end with them to decide whether they choose to take it up or whether they choose not to take it up. And I think that often in churches, we think that in order for people to do that, we need to tell them what to do. And the challenge is you can't make meaning for somebody else. They can only make meaning for themselves. And that's true. That's visible in all the way through the Gospels. They make meaning for themselves. Jesus said, who do you think, who, who do you say that I am? He doesn't go, right, let me sit down. And let me just tell you some things. Who do you say that I am? So he leaves, he leaves the question with them. And there was an amazing um, little thing that my colleague sent me the other day, which isn't ours, but it's about an egg. And it says that, that for, uh, there are two ways of breaking an egg. One is that you break it from the inside and, and the embryo comes out and flourishes and has life. And that's when it's broken from the inside. When it's broken from the outside, it, that's the end of the egg, really. You can use it to make a cake, but it doesn't flourish and have future life. And I think that's interesting in terms of making meaning, because I think that certainly in my experience of being brought up as a Christian and, and going through different churches through various stages of my life when I've lived in different places, I think there is a bit of a pressure or a belief or an assumption that we need to make meaning for others and then they'll take it. 
but they need to make meaning for themselves. And that's what Jesus did. Really good. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's pretty powerful. That yeah. I think um, one of the issues we often face in churches is we're trying to solve everyone's problems. So someone may come to you as the leader and they expect you to have all the solutions where I think actually a better model is is to point them towards Jesus. Mm. Um, you know, and try and draw out the best of them, mm. um, really, rather than trying to solve their problems. And I think that lends itself more to coaching um, and maybe just trying to, you know, distinguish between those two different styles of coaching or mentoring or whatever we want to call it today. As you say, one is more... Um, old style where people would go to the leader and they would look for all the answers we're saying actually coaching is a better way to understand that is in the sense of someone coming and they get some insight into their lives but we don't do the work for them and i think that's a challenge because a lot of leaders want to do the work for someone they want we we're almost so eager we want to get them over the line and and that's sort of a passion to help them but sometimes that's the mistake isn't it where we try and help someone to get over the line, but actually uh, we're doing the work for them rather than them doing the work themselves. Yes, and it looks like it's had an impact. But as you're talking, I'm thinking about um, the parable of the sower. You know, there's something, isn't there, about really wanting things to grow but actually people grow when their roots go deep and their roots go deep when they made their own meaning and one of the issues about giving people solutions is that what we're actually saying is because I don't think you can do this yourself and that is deeply disempowering and although we might like it so I say I don't know what to do I don't know what to do tell me and you tell me if it doesn't work, then I go, well, Pastor David. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Pastor Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Pastor Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it, I think it's a real challenge because I think in the church there is something about performance, which is how do we measure whether we're doing something that we should be doing and and. Green shoots is a, is a good measure. But that doesn't mean that, that there are people who will grow. And I think people grow when they take responsibility. And I think that's what we need to really learn from the Gospels. Do you, do you think that's a, a challenge for, I'm even just thinking of myself, who when you grow, grow up or you become a leader, you become a leader because uh, many times you solve problems. Um, and... You know, it, and it's not always people's, you know, problems, but you solve problems and you, you do things and you say, right, let's do this this way. And, you know, you kind of get responsibility because you've solved a problem or you've been given a responsibility and you've had to solve problems. Do we do that then? It does that is that one of the challenges for, you know, church leaders, uh, people in church with responsibility that actually we think we've got to solve everybody's problems? I think that's a huge issue. And the more that happens, the more the power differential between you and everybody else gets bigger. And if this is about a community of 
followers of Jesus, then actually that as much as, as, as we need leaders, we also we need people to be traveling together. So I like the idea of, um, well, actually, it's in the Bible. If you if you read that passage about Jesus on the Emmaus Road traveling with his friends, they walk together. He doesn't tell them a lot of things. He listens. He helps them to make meaning and they travel together and he's with them kind of next to them as they walk. And I think one of the issues about leaders, about fixing leaders, is you get too far ahead of the people that are traveling with you. And then and then you become, I mean, it's interesting, your church is called Icon, because the word that comes to me is you become an icon, you become a guru. And actually, we're following Jesus. We're not following the leader of the church. And, and so I think, I mean, I think the church is amazing. And I think also, you know, 2000 years after Jesus died, you know, we've still got communities globally of people following Jesus who are disciples of Jesus. And it's that is just phenomenal. And I think there's always more to learn. Yeah, just just picking up on that a little bit, Claire, I think. Um... I think in one sense it's it's good if people are disciples of Jesus they're not necessarily our disciples you know that and and I think that's the difference there isn't it because mm. uh if people are our disciples in the sense then that's where you get the problem with the part differential there but if they're disciples of Jesus well there can be that you know, on equalness of power in that sort of sense because Jesus is who he is. So they're following him. They're relying on him. Um, that's very different than a leader, though, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. So it's interesting just to pick that up as well uh, from that point of view. Great. Well, that's it for this episode. I want to thank Claire for being with us today. And it's been so good to have Claire talking around this idea of coaching uh, and uh, discipleship as well. And if uh, you want to find more about what Claire does, then you can check out the company website at 3dcoaching.com. And uh, I went on earlier and there's some great stuff on there. So uh, uh, again, thank you, Claire. And for anyone who's watching, please check out icon.church forward slash open. We've got loads of resources on there. And wherever you're consuming this content, please like, subscribe, rate it, share it with people who it would really benefit. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time on the Church Explained podcast. We'll see you soon.